This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio is a platform that helps growth-focused e-commerce brands drive more sales with super-targeted, highly relevant email, Facebook, and Instagram marketing. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jansen. My guest today is Dan Breeden. He is a Senior Manager of Strategic Alliances for Yahoo Small Business. So, Dan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think that um, you know Yahoo's been around forever. Uh, one of the the early players, uh, certainly in online and, and in search. I, I think it probably would bear. Um, I think there'd be some value in just kind of talking about the state of Yahoo Small Business right now, and and actually what it offers, because I think a lot of people still probably don't differentiate it from from the search unit. Sure, sure. No, thanks for that. Um, yeah, so Yahoo Small Businesses has been around for a while. We uh, we were started a little over twenty years ago when Yahoo bought. Uh, one of the uh, original e-commerce platforms. And then since then, we've added other products. Um, our web hosting product was once uh, GeoCities, which was a wildly popular platform. Um, we do uh, domain registration. We do uh, directory listings management. We have a, prob- a product called uh, LocalWorks. And then we also have some advertising products. Um, we, um, we've got some merchants that have been with us the entire 20 years, um, a, f- a very few that, that have been around longer than that. Uh, of course, over those years, uh, e-commerce and um, local marketing has changed a lot. So um, we've seen that change. Our customers have seen that change. And of course, we've had a lot of um, small businesses come and go as they uh, you know, rise and fall with uh, with market changes. So um, we're now part of Verizon. Um, we were once part of the broader Yahoo, uh, but we're in a team that that um, works with alongside uh, Verizon's um, small business teams, which is has been a great fit for us. So since you kind of alluded to this, how, I'm, and and you've been at Yahoo for a while, so you've seen some of these changes. How would you describe, you know, I always tell people that, yeah, we've got all these new marketing platforms and all these things that come along, but I think the thing that's changed the most is how people buy. I mean, so, you know, how, we, how would you describe how, you know, uh, customer behavior has evolved over, let's say, the last decade? Sure. Well, if, if we're talking about e-commerce, it's been, it's, been a revolution, right? And, and in fact, I've, I have been around for a while and I've met with a number of our merchants as well as people that sell on other platforms. And the story is the same. Um, we'll meet with successful merchants and they will marvel at, um, you know, they, they worked really hard, but they'll marvel at how they were able to launch a successful store 10, 15 years ago um, that they wouldn't be able to launch in the same way as they, you know, would have to uh, do now. Um, it's, it's a much more crowded marketplace. We have some massive marketplaces um, that are competing against individual stores, right? We've got Amazon, we've got eBay, um, you've got um, kind of the, the, the niche um, uh, marketplaces like Etsy as well. So, so uh, someone that wants to launch a successful e-commerce venture now has to really be smart. Um, they've got to do more than just come up with uh, a set of products and descriptions, you know, and post it. And hope that customers will find them because um, it's not that easy, and, and it's you won't find success that way. Well, and, and since you mentioned Amazon, and you know, I buy a thing or two from them, so I'm not going to pick on them. But they literally are the everything store. It seems like, and including any innovation that seems to be out there in the market, they're able to kind of imitate. Um, I, I just noticed the other day. Maybe this has been around for a while, but you know, this whole like buy, you know, buy. You know, you have a, a designer, you know, help you pick out clothes. They send it to you. If you like them, you 
great. You keep them. If you don't, you send them back. Companies like Stitch Fix, you know, is, is one that I know is kicking up a lot of dust lately. Well, Amazon just basically copied that. I mean, so, you know, how do you, how do you fight or play in, in that environment where they've, you've got an organization, a company with that kind of distribution and that kind of buying leverage? Sure. So, so I totally agree. Um, you know, Amazon is, is the gorilla in the room. Um, and, and I buy from them as well, uh, for some items. Um, you're not going to beat them at their game, though. So, so the Amazon's game, um, and this is in no, you know, way disparaging, but Amazon's game is they're they're super convenient. You log in, um, you have a single checkout. You may be buying from multiple merchants. You, um, you know, you often get um, incentives around shipping, etc. Um, so, if you're playing in that marketplace and you're trying to differentiate yourself. It's going to be extremely difficult unless you've got a line on a product that you're able to offer a lower price than anybody else. That can happen if you're sourcing your, your products directly from the manufacturer. It typically is a, a fairly short window before somebody else you know, starts finding your source and, um, and, you know, undercutting you by nickels and dimes. Um, instead, where we're seeing merchants have success, is by uh, providing a different shopping experience, a more customized, more personal shopping experience. Um, when you when you go to Amazon, you may be buying from multiple merchants, and often you don't care. Those merchants don't have the the ability to brand themselves, and so it's 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 not the the same in depth, um, high touch feel. It's it's really um, you know just super convenient. Um, on the other hand, if you're looking for something very specific around something you love, um, or a hobby, a pursuit, um, maybe a gift for someone, you're more likely to be looking for something that is not one of you know thousands that's offered um, on a marketplace, right? You might be looking for something very specific that's um, not like everybody else's, or you may be looking for a store where you know that it's not just um, you know kind of almost a, a nameless. Um, uh, retailer. Um, instead, it's people that have touched the product. They have product knowledge. They may use the product themselves, um, and and you're you're more involved in that purchase, right? You're more vested in the purchase and in the company. Well, I I, I know I personally like you know I kind of I'm kind of almost a Cheers model. You know, I like going to stores where they know my name. Um, I, that to me and my wife laughs because yep. it's like, okay, you're going to like be a customer there forever now because they just called you John. Um, and, and she's right. You know, I, that, I get an emotional attachment there. But some would suggest that the Amazons of the world actually created personal experience in some ways in, in the online world. Uh, because they were the first ones to know what you bought before. They were the first ones to suggest, oh, if you like that, you're going to like these. I mean, isn't that the basis of personalization? Um, it, it has a personalization feel. It also has a, you know, an artificial intelligence feel, right? Everybody that came before me that bought brown socks, you know, 75% came back for blue socks. So the next thing I see is blue socks, right? Um, so they'll, they'll, they'll do that artificial intelligence, you know, kind of following the pack and, and that can work. Um, but, but I think, I think when we're talking about personalization, it's, it's more than just throwing more products, um, into in front of a consumer um it often is getting in front of that and knowing what the consumer is going to want even before they've seen the product right i mean i, I one, of, one of our merchants um is uh, uh their, their site's called uh, pro tuning lab and these guys sell um import um automobile parts for uh people that uh, customize their cars 
Um, it's a family-run business. These guys are super in touch with the marketplace. They know they know what is going to be hot on the street before it's even on the street. And they're very intuitive. Um, they're very much in touch with the different clubs, and um, you know, and they're they're promoting products and they're putting products out there um, so that when you know their followers, their customers see that, they know that it's not only going to be one of the um, first times it's seen on the street, but it's, you know, it's cool and it's, it's trending um, or it will be trending, right? Um, Amazon can't do that because they're going to have to wait until the, the buying trends show that this is a popular product. Um, you know, but, the, but this merchant knows because they're, they're themselves um, uh, an aficionado, right? They're themselves a, a thought leader in that area. And so they're able to lead that buying purchase by getting the products ahead of time. Yeah, and I think a lot of times I know what what makes me connects me is is maybe not even technology that's involved, but it's the branding, it's the story about the product, it's the story about the company. Um, the, you know, those. So I think a lot of times personalization can come from you know knowing your audience so well that you're able to tell a story that really connects with them. Yeah, no, that's 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 exactly right. Um, and actually, that, that reminds me of another merchant that we've had who's, who's been around a long time. In fact, um, it's a family-run business. Um, one of the uh, brothers that's involved in the business wrote the original um, Yahoo Stores for Dummies book, which was probably one of the first e-commerce um, uh, guides that was ever written. Um, and these guys run a specialty store for um, pet supplies for people that have um, sporting dogs. And um, it's called Gundog Supply. Um, and um, they started out as a, a small pet store. Um, they were basically selling um, pet food out of a shed. They decided to get online when it, they first started hearing about people selling online. And, um, and they have a really interesting site because they have managed to outlast the, the pets.com, the pet smarts that you know, sprang up in their neighborhood. Um, and they they have such um, product depth um, you know depth of knowledge that uh, when you go to their site they they have product videos they aren't just putting up you know your your generic product description they they do their own testing they take things and literally field test it right they put they put the collars on the dogs they um, you know try out the retrieving um, tools and they write about it they blog about it. Um, I mean, when you buy from them and I, I don't have a sporting dog, but I have a, um, one of my dogs is deaf. And so I, I bought a, a signal collar for her. Um, when, when you call them and I ended up calling them to get what I needed, I mean, they, they're able to tell you exactly which product they're recommending because they've used it before. Um, you're not going to get that in a marketplace, right? You're not going to get anywhere near that, um, that level of high touch. I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers. And this allows you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. There's powerful segmentation, email autoresponders that are ready to go, great reporting. You want to learn a, bit, a little bit about the secret to building customer relationships? They've got a really fun series called Clavio's Beyond Black Friday. It's a docu-series, a lot of fun, quick lessons. Just head on over to Clavio.com beyond BF, beyond Black Friday. Yeah, and I, and I think that's the real message. We don't have to out 
protect them, we have to outstory tell them. I think, and I, I think that's really the that that uh, that can be a huge differentiator. But however, now that consumers are getting really used to this nice technology that works a certain way and flows a certain way and removes friction and makes it easy for them to buy, you know, how does the small business, you know, what tech needs to be involved in? That personalization, because we want high touch, but we also want, we don't want friction, right? Does that make sense? So, so what, you know, right. what does a small business no, need to only- do now to, to, uh, to sort of adopt the technology that we as consumers have come to expect? Sure, sure. So, so a lot of the technology that you're going to find in the marketplaces can also be added to stores. I mean, um, we have, we have some of our more sophisticated stores have, um, things like customer reg, they're building um, email lists for newsletters, et cetera. Um, they, if, if they're using customer registration, they're able to recognize the buying um, history of that customer. And so they know, you know, that maybe they're coming back and ordering something they've ordered before, um, or maybe they're coming back and they're, they're ordering something similar, right? You can recognize that, um, you know, that they've ordered Chevy Blazer parts um, for that type of car, it's a very good possibility they're going to be looking for more parts for that type of car, so you can display those types of uh, products in front of them. So, all of all of that tech. I mean, one of the great things about the internet is that it it democratizes a lot of that technology. So, a lot of that is available. Um, it's just a matter of implementing it. I, I think one of the things that's even more interesting, though, and we we see it on some of our um, top merchant sites, is things as simple as product categorization that are based on um, the, the owner's in-depth knowledge of the product. So it's, it's putting things into categories that might not otherwise um, be a, apparent, um, but because they know their customers, um, because they touch their customers so often, they know that, you know, people shop for certain things in certain ways. Um, I mean, now it's just that looking this morning on the, the Gundog site, and they have they have a uh, product categorization around the type of dog you have um, because certain dogs I guess have certain things that that work better with them. But then they also have areas where if I'm just shopping for a collar and I know I want a yellow one or a pink one, um, I can just go there and find all of the products that fit that categorization. So staying with this storytelling theme, uh, how, how does small business? How do you feel small businesses can take their story out off of the site? So you know a lot of the places where people get recommendations, ask for recommendations, you know, write reviews, you know, are in social media. So, you know, how do you take that story out off of the actual e-commerce platform? Obviously, the intent is to get them back there to buy it, but how do you integrate those two ideas? Yeah, um, it's a, that's a great question. I mean, we're now we're kind of talking about content marketing and, um, and storytelling is huge, right? Um, you know, it wasn't long ago where uh, people thought content marketing meant just talking about the, the products, features, and benefits. But um, you're right. People like to buy things that they've they've heard about, that they've heard about, um, you know, the product being used. Sometimes it has a backstory. Um, it, you, you need to get into social channels, the ones that are working for you, the ones where your users are active. And that that's really key is, you know, don't just think you're going to go into you know, three channels because they're your favorite channels, right? You, you want to choose the channels that are your customers um, or intended customers' favorites. Um, and then find ways to, to incent people to try things or find ways for people to, um, to incent people to, um, to blog about or post about a product they've used, um, a product that maybe they've used in a different way. 
Um, you know, and, and a lot of it, a lot of it becomes a conversation. Um, it's, it's fascinating to me how often, uh, marketers will run and small businesses will run programs to try and get things like product reviews or, um, you know, somebody to post about, um, uh, shopping on their site or using a product, but then they don't continue the conversation. Um, you know, the, the more you're able to make that, uh, you know, a two way, um, you know, back and forth the more likely that people are going to not only share it more broadly, but also understand that this is a conversation with a person, right? This isn't just a campaign where you're just, you know, trying to drive um, uh, new posts and clicks. So I think you even mentioned it. And of course, it's almost uh, a sin to have a marketing conversation today to go more than about 10 minutes without using the term AI. So how does artificial intelligence play into the mix. I mean, every, you know, I talk to small business owners all the time and they've all heard the term and they can't, you know, it's on all over network TV talking about it as, as the wave of the future. I mean, how do, what, what's the implication of AI for a small business right now? Yeah. For, for most, most small businesses, the implication of AI is, is um, understanding what kind of data you're getting and um, trying to figure out how you can use it to make intelligent choices. Um, it's, you know, every site has um, Google Analytics um, and Google Analytics is an amazing um, tool. But one of the one of the problems is it's um, so rich and the data is so deep that a lot of small businesses just they, they get buried in it and they're not sure exactly what it's showing. Um, but the, the key is figuring out, you know, number one, what what am I actually seeing? What is this data um, telling me? Um, what's important, um, because a lot of it, 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 it may all be interesting, but it's not all necessarily important. And you need to decide as a small business what, what you're trying to drive, what it's showing. Um, and, then, and then really what you need to do is you need to figure out what you're going to do about it, right? And then measure against um, your future, um, future data. Um, if all you're doing is just tracking this monster of data, um, you're not going to get anything out of the, the, the business that succeeds is the one that's constantly improving, constantly trying things, um, you know, unfortunately, constantly failing, uh, but, you know, pivoting into a successful position um, from that. So let's uh, end up a topic uh, that we've we've kind of led to this. You know, one of the things that I think is really challenging for a lot of small businesses, particularly e-commerce folks, is is the segmenting of promotions. Uh, you know, we've all experienced that. Oh, I went to this new website and they offered me 10% off because I'm new. Um, or I'm a returning customer and I'm going to get, you know, a certain price. Or it's a holiday and I'm going to get a certain promotion. How, how do you really balance? Because cause I, I, I tell you one of the things that happens is if you're not really good at that, you, you actually run the risk of alienating your best customers. You know, by by promoting and by giving special offers to everybody except them. <laughs> so, how do you kind of balance right. that? You know, promotion uh, and and maybe the exclusive feel of it without alienating your best customers. Yeah, no, that you're you're right, and it's a balancing act. Um, it's it's something that each business is going to have to look at individually. Um, you do have to be very careful about. Um, uh, acclimating your your shopper to expect a constant discount unless that's your business model, right? And if it is your business model, then you, it's a good idea to to just not waste time, just put it right up front, right on that front page, you know, that we offer free shipping, um, or that you know we're running a promotion and there's 15% off. 
Um, wh- one of the interesting things I've seen, and it's used on our site, um, it's a, actually a third-party developer that does it, um, is a, a very intelligent product that um, the merchant decides how many pages someone clicks, how long they maybe um, sit on a single page, and then at a certain point, and in particular if they um, start to show signs of going to a back button or leaving the site, it'll then uh, bring up a, a discount, um, or it'll bring up sometimes a shopping timer that says that if they check out within the next five minutes, they'll get a discount. That those are those are really interesting. Um, you know, highly valuable tools, but they are tools that you've got to use intelligently, right? You don't want to cannibalize your sales. Um, you want to be, you know, and, and that's where data comes in, right? That's where you, you've got to run some tests. You've got to see, you know, what's working, what's not working. Um, certainly, if you're going to do something like that, though, there's a lot of ways that you can incent um, uh, repeat customers to come back to your site, loyal customers to come back to your site, um, you know, and you can often do it through newsletters, email, et cetera. You know, the one, one thing that you, you remind me of, though, is um, uh, one of the traps that a lot of e-commerce um, uh, customers or merchants fall into is having a, a checkout with a, a discount code um, that can be entered at the end. If, if, you're, if you're displaying an area field for a discount code, um, my recommendation is you've got to also provide that discount code somewhere somewhere on that page because the last thing you want to incent people to do once they're you know here I am in the cart I put the three items in I'm ready to go and then I see that some people have a discount code well that's going to often prompt the shopper to to jump out on Google and do a search and unfortunately I may find some discount codes but I'll probably find um, alternative sites to buy the materials that I'm I'm and products I may be buying from you that's the last thing you want to happen, right? So, so if you're if you've got that kind of program, figure out how to keep those people there, right? Those are those are your customers. You've worked so hard to get them into the cart and and get them, you know, on the cusp of, of completing that purchase. Um, and and you want to you want to follow through with that. So if, if you need to give them a discount and display it right there, if that's part of your incentive um, and part of your promotions then just just put it right there to keep them on the on the checkout page. So Dan, where would you like to send people and of course we'll have any of this in the show notes to uh, to find out more about uh, Yahoo Small Business. Well, um, uh, check out our site uh, um, at Yahoo Small Business um, uh, and uh, you know we've got a number of products that are available. Um, we've also got an advisor site as well. Um, like I said, we've been around 20 years. We, we provide not only the, the tools that we know merchants need and as well as, um, as well as brick and mortar companies. Um, but we also work really hard to, um, to provide advice and guidance. Um, we know that, that running a small business can sometimes be a lonely, um, a lonely job. It can be confusing. Um, a lot of times the things that small businesses struggle with, especially early on is, uh, figuring out what to do next, and so um, we uh, we we provide articles and um, conversations. We of course have social um, uh, content as well, and so we're we're happy to engage with uh, with new merchants and and uh, figure out how we can help them succeed. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, invite people to check out uh, the offerings at Yahoo Small Business. Thanks, Dan. Hey, thank you.